Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. Ashley. Abby. I'm not being dramatic when I say I would rather sit naked on a hot grill than move back to my hometown. And anyone who's been listening to this podcast for not even long at all will recall, I even had some personal fans asking, wait, does Abby miss her hometown? (laughs) Based off the episode a few weeks ago in Kelly's. People are asking, people are raging. So for those who don't know, I grew up outside of Seattle in a small farm town called Monroe, lived there my entire life, zero through 18, all the way up until college. And then when I was in college, my parents moved over to Eastern Washington, border of Idaho. Shout out to all our Idaho listeners, by the way. Um, and so now that's where I go home to, but now I'm in Nashville. But anyways, yeah, I just, I don't know if anyone relates to this, but you obviously don't get to pick where you're born. You don't get to pick how that all works. Some would say at the mercy of geography. At the mercy of geography, just like Tennille Arts, Tennille Towns. Towns. Yep. Anyway. Um, and so because of that, you kind of just do the best with what you have, but for some reason there was always this inkling within me just knowing that like I did not vibe with the Pacific Northwest like I vibe with it a little bit more now that I'm older and I've moved away and I have more an appreciation of it but like honestly it just wasn't me something about it the weather the people the energy about all of it it just was like I am made for something different than this there's nothing wrong with this it's just not for me specifically and it's a really strange feeling growing up especially in high school like I remember I could not wait couldn't wait to get out of get out get out of dodge and go to college get the hell out of dodge mm-hmm. how um quaint how after school special of you yes you know and I also am from a town where there's multi-generation like a lot of people's parents had gone to Monroe high school and now their kids were going to Monroe high school and a lot of people like senior year were gonna grow up and live in a suburb and send their kids to Monroe high school and you know I just was like I I've got to go I can't you didn't want to be a fifth generation Monroean No, and, like, my parents weren't from there either. They were from Chicago, so they didn't really have roots there either, like, warm, fuzzy feelings. And so it was just an interesting experience. Didn't you – correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you bring your horse to high school for, like, show and tell? Yes, senior year. um, If anyone needs help painting a picture. In AP AP literature, we had a Shakespeare project where we had to bring some some object. It could be literally anything we wanted, and we could be as creative as we wanted. And so I was like – Mr. Teacher. I forget his name. What the hell was his name? Giles. I also have no memory of like high school. Yeah. Like what was high school? I can't remember that I even went, but I had my AP lit teacher who absolutely hated my guts. And I was How like, did he hate you? Go on. Why? Because he, his did you class, talk too much? Were you a show off? No, his class was the first one at 8 a.m. And I was always late because it was senior year. And he just thought I was really, um, disrespectful because I was late but really it was just because I was trying to get my hair and makeup done because I wanted the superlative of best dressed in high school and like that's really and did you get it I did not get it no 
<laughs> high school, contrary to what anyone might have thought, high school was not Abby's claim to fame. High I school was not her shiny a, moment. I did so much better in college, I swear. But I did, I just like had weird priorities in high school. Like I was in, I had tunnel vision, you know, I had never been out of Monroe. And so I just cared about the stupidest things as we all did in high school. I mean, we were 16, 17, 18 years old. Like we just had the smallest view of the world and everything was just so stupid. But anyways, I did bring a horse to school it was my pony banjo may he rest in peace god may the lord bless him and keep his soul yes um and then correct me if i'm wrong to paint a better picture of how small the town is that you grew up in what was across the street from your high school that you guys would taunt yes so in total there's twenty thousand people in the town one high school only and it was Monroe high school and across our football field was the state penitentiary <laughs> And our colors were orange and black, and we would wear those orange jumpsuits that prisoners would wear to our football games. That is so bizarre and would not fly today. (laughs) No, I don't know if they're still allowed to do that anymore, but we definitely did. And it was just all very silly. Like we could cheer on our football team while also simultaneously looking at the state penitentiary. And maybe they were looking back. (laughs) And maybe they were looking back also wishing they could watch the game. Um. But yeah, just some so, silly stuff. I mean, you'd see a lot of fields. There were some cows happening. There was a tractor running down the road. There was one strip that was like downtown. Not a lot of two-story buildings happening. And what the thing is, I obviously know stuff like this exists. I say stuff like this like it's such a foreign concept. But um, and like talk to our other friends that are like from California or like from the East Coast. Like just what you're describing is just so so bizarre to me because and it's only like 45 minutes from seattle like it's not far from a major city but still um even the small cities in california just like are you know still bigger even like the farm towns i don't know i just feel like it's just different than stuff like this um and then i was also gonna say and i also don't want to discount all of the people that love their small hometown because i think that's really special and very hallmark movie of you And I do realize there's a lot of cute magic in warm, fuzzy feelings that a lot of people have towards where they grew up. And that's really special. And I'm so happy for those people. But I'm just, you know, only talking about my personal experience because that's the only experience I have. And so therefore, I just cannot imagine you would have to literally chain me with my hands and ankles and pull me back to Monroe to get me to go back there. Cause there, there's no reason I, I can't. Oh, go. I was going to say, I, well, your high school reunion, I was going to say growing up, I always thought that indoor schools were only in the movies and TV shows. Well, that's because California has nice weather all year round. That's just a weather thing. I know, but I just, it, it never ever occurred to me that it was just like the, just something that was only in indoor schools was in TV and film. And then I also kind of thought that um, intense bullying only happened at indoor schools because <laughs> The hallways really like lock people in like there's nowhere to go to avoid anyone. Mm -hmm. And so it's much easier to slam kids like against the wall and into lockers and whatnot. Dang. Yeah, I feel like intense bullying. And your schools just don't seem safe to me. I don't know. Well, what are you supposed to do in the Seattle area when it's raining nine months out of the year, Ashley? Well, have awnings around over all the hallways. It's like pouring down rain, like pouring down. It's not sprinkling a little bit. Like, so would you eat eat in a cafeteria? Yes. Was there assigned tables like in Mean Girls? No, there was not assigned tables, but people are creatures of habit, so there would be tables that... Did you ever not have someone to sit with? Only senior year when I had a short stint that I was bullied, but other than that, I was golden. Oh, you see, rest my case. 
rest of my case indoor school bullying um correlation does not equal causation huh mine was more like psychological bullying not really like pushing me into lockers and things but um yeah high school is a weird weird time but the reason we're talking about all of this reminiscing on our hometowns is because something very exciting happened because like I said not a lot of fame or opportunities or excitement is coming out of Monroe, Washington, okay? A lot of people will just move to a suburb and stay there their whole lives and be content and get married at 19 and have babies. And like, that's totally fine. But that's pretty typical of where I grew up. But on the rare occasion, somebody makes it out of the hometown and does something really cool and exciting. It's kind of like a win for all of us. Like they're representing us, hometown heroes. We love to see it. And something like that happened because Karina and Joey Ropo of Dated and Related are from my high school. I grew up playing basketball with Karina literally our whole lives, like fifth grade all the way through 12th grade. Um, So got to know her really, really well all the way up until graduating high school. And she was a big part of my life. So that was really cool to see some friends that you grew up with be on a Netflix, major Netflix dating show. Like it just is so unheard of from my small town. And so we got them to come on the podcast. What a special treat for everyone. And if anyone knows us, you know that we are absolutely fascinated by TV, film, reality, the whole nine yards. Give us an Academy Award film or give us The Bachelor. We'll take it either. Um, So we literally drilled them on because we haven't had a reality TV guest yet. So we literally drilled them on editing style, Mm -hmm. uh, casting process. Do they keep in touch with everyone? What's it like when you get there? Is it like the first day of college? All of that stuff. Yeah. It's very interesting because you don't get to, it's not every day that you get to have a personal in-depth conversation with someone who was just on a reality show that came out. And we've had a lot of influencers on this podcast. We've had, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to our episodes with Jenna Palik. We had on, can you help me? <laughs> we've never had anybody but us and Jenna Palick. We've, we've had, had Logan Palick. We've, we've had, had Logan Hill. We've had Margot Oshry. We've had JC Smith and a bunch of other people that get us really excited. <laughs> Kara Kirkpatrick. Yes, big fan of her. Um, do you want me to keep going? Kenzie Elizabeth. Do you want me to keep going? Louis Levante. Um, Christina yeah. Stratton. Christina Stratton, Louis Levante. He's a good one. I have to like really reach into my mind. Um, Adam Brooks. Oh, hey, Adam. I love Adam. Shout out to you, Adam. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah, I know he listens. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we have had a ton of influencers and content creators on, all of that good stuff, but we haven't had a reality show person on yet. So that's why it was fun to literally drill them and get Abby prepared. It was like a boot camp for Abby for when she finally gets cast on Survivor or The Amazing Race. Because that's always good to prepare I'm not stopping until I get on some kind of show somewhere. Yes, that's good to prepare our star. Um, you know, the SAT thing where it's like this is equal to this as this is equal to that. Yeah. It's like Colonel's equal to Elvis as Ashley is to Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley is my manager. She's my dance mom. She's my colonel. She is my, She's my colonel. Um, so that was great to get her really prepared and in the right mindset for what it's like to be on a reality show. Yes. And so if you've ever watched Love Island or The Bachelor or Too Hot to Handle or anything in that vein of reality show, Dated and Related is out on Netflix now. And it's kind of a similar vibe to that, except you go and date people in this French villa with your sibling alongside of you and you kind of like wingman each other. So it's an interesting little twist on that. And so that's the show they were on. If you're interested, it's out on Netflix now. 
but it just came out last month, so it's still pretty new and relevant. So we're excited to welcome Karina and Joey and pick their brain on everything, what it was like, the good, the bad, the ugly, to be on a Netflix reality show. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Just Go With It. Happy Friday, happy hour. We finally made it to the weekend. So exciting, such a feat for everyone. Today, we have some very special guests, something very exciting, straight out of Monroe, Washington, where I grew up. Um, So crazy to talk about. So I grew up playing basketball with this girl, and her and her brother made it on this really fun Netflix reality show that just came out. I think September 2nd was the release day. Mm-hmm. So early September this year, it released and it actually filmed last year. So really exciting and cool to see someone that you grew up with on TV. And we can't wait to pick the brains of Karina and Joey Ropo from Dated and Related. Welcome, hey guys. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How are you? It's going so good. Is this your first podcast or have you done other podcasts since being on the show? We've done a, a couple. Few. Yeah. So and we're veterans now. So no. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting your own podcast now. Um, so I watched some of the show last week, I believe. Um, and I just want to kind of get right into it. Who forced the other sibling to sign up? <laughs> Um, yeah. actually, like, I didn't force you, but like, they found <laughs> us, they found us on TikTok. We do TikTok dances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I would hashtag siblings just randomly on our videos. And they hit me up on Instagram. We're like, Hey, we think you and your sister would be great for this sibling show we have coming up. They didn't say Netflix. They didn't say anything. And we're just like, I kind of thought it was a scam at first. I was like, eh, yeah, those things know. are always sketchy. You're like, it's is just, this even a real show? Sketch. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely sketch at first. I was like, Karina, let's just do it and just do the interview and we'll see what happens, whatever. And it went from there. Yeah. How long was that process between that first touch of getting an interview until actually saying you are cast on the show? <laughs> Abby's taking I'm so curious. <laughs> I think it's so fun. <laughs> months. Yeah, probably months. They reached out to me in like, I think March. March or April. March or April. Um, we did like a phone call. They set up a Zoom interview and that was where we did the big interview with them. And then we didn't hear back for like three or four months after that. We kind of forgot about it. And all of a sudden, randomly got a call from like a UK number. She was like, hello, would you like to fly to France and film a Netflix show? And we're, and we're like, just like, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's crazy. So how long was the whole filming process? Because I know you filmed, was it in 2020 you filmed it in a, or 2021? Okay, because you guys had to keep quiet about it for a really long time, which I also want to talk about that because I feel like that would be so hard to not talk about for a whole year until it came out. Yeah, the hardest part was, I think, just not telling anybody, even family members, like you can't say really what happened, where you went, what you did, like it was crazy. Okay, I have a lot of questions about not telling family members because um, we're actively trying to get Abby on The Amazing Race or Survivor. (laughs) But I was like, how do you not tell your family where you are? Do you just say you're on a secret project? What if they assume you got kidnapped or something? We we almost had to tell our parents where we were going. They knew where we were filming. Okay. But they couldn't say much details. We actually didn't know much details, so we couldn't even give anything before the show, really, because they didn't tell us hardly anything. To be honest, I was even kind of sketched out, but then I was like, well... My big brother's with me. Like, if all else fails, someone tries to kidnap me, he'll throw on my right hook. You know what I mean? That's true. Well, I was also about to say, first of all, it's really fun that it was filmed in France, right? Okay, that's a lot better than The Bachelor being in, like, Calabasas or something. (laughs) So (laughs) that's already a win. But do they – 
tell give you many details or were you kind of worried what if this whole is an elaborate scam i'm about to be kidnapped in a different country oh, I, was, I was definitely I, I was definitely on high alert when we got to off the airport into france because i didn't know they had people picking us up they had a big black van i'm like i was honestly very sketched but it was super smooth they took us to our hotel and we were treated like kings and queens to be honest like yeah they, all our food was taken care of everything was taken care of so it ended up being great obviously but, but it also wasn't like a van like it was it wasn't a, a nice van car. it was like a nice car sounded... but i'm saying like yeah no it sounds worse than it was but it's you don't know anybody we've never been to a, another we've been never been to europe at that point so it was kind of like a new experience, oh my gosh so. it's crazy yeah. and did you just tell your parents it's going to be a tv show that's all i can tell you guys mm-hmm. i'll see you in a few months Pre- yeah. pretty much and they didn't because they didn't tell us anything like really about it we didn't know what it was going to be like we didn't know mm-hmm. if we we're the only brother sister pair if there were a bunch of brother sister pairs we had no oh, idea wow. so did you did they even have a title for the show yet like dated dated no. and related they we didn't know the really... title until after it was filmed yeah interesting so you really don't know anything that's so crazy huh keep taking notes okay i have some more questions these this is like getting into the nitty-gritty of like the fun of how reality shows are filmed especially with netflix everything it's very much like love island kind of set up the way it all goes were you guys like did you think it was going to be so awkward dating with your sibling or did they kind of really have to play up that angle of like make sure it looks really uncomfortable because you're there with your brother. You know what I mean? Like, was it actually awkward or was it not as weird as you thought? I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't as, really as awkward. Weird as it, it, yeah. Because yeah. everyone, everyone kind of had their own sibling there. So we all kind of had that mutual respect of like, hey, our sister's here. You know what I mean? So it was more of a family oh, uh-huh. family show. So it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was that awkward, to be honest. I mean, there was yeah. obviously some moments, of there course. There were some moments like, when it was like, I would prefer not to have my brother around, but at the same time, it could have been worse. Yeah, you know? it wasn't. Yeah. Interesting. Were you guys, are you guys naturally like on top of it in front of a camera or did you have to kind of like talk yourself into it when you first started filming? Like be natural, quit, (laughs) quit like acting weird or awkward around everyone. I feel like for me, I got used to it pretty quickly. Like obviously it's an adjustment when there's a thousand cameras on you nonstop like even in the bathroom mm-hmm. there's cameras like that was weird but <laughs> well Karina, for you, when we were growing yeah. up too I know you were taking a lot you were in, really involved in theater and singing mm-hmm. and performing in general so I feel like at least you have that sort of background it kind of helps you be able to speak publicly if you will or at least in front of a camera yeah I, that might have helped a lot probably did definitely yeah uh, for me, it was definitely like an adjustment. You can't really prepare for something like that. You just kind of walk in and you see all the cameras. You just got to get used to it. But I mean, what can you do? There's nothing really that can prepare you for it. You just kind of got to go with it and just handle the best you can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. And then another thing people always talk about when you go on a show is, oh, my edit. Like, I don't like my edit. I don't know that they put you in this box because they kind of have to typecast everyone and really lean into whatever character that is like the most true, genuine version of yourself. But like, to the extreme right because it's made for tv so did you guys like your edit did you feel like the show portrayed you in a good light or in in a light that you thought was pretty accurate or did you think they left a lot of things out i feel like for both of us there was a lot that was left out um as there usually is like there are just so many details and things that you don't see leading up to it so someone like on the street will ask me like, why did you do this? Or what happened here? I'm like, there's so much that you don't know and that you didn't see on right. why you reacted. Because they have to cut did. it down to they, like only so many minutes. They literally filmed over probably over 400 hours and the people are seeing less than 10 of it. So it's like of each yeah. of us, like so each of us got filmed for 400 hours and you're seeing 
you know, clips, like conversations would be like 20 minutes and you're seeing like two or three sentences clipped together. You know what I mean? So it's, it. So do you feel like overall it was accurate to what happened or do you feel like when you guys watched it, you were like, oh my gosh, this like is not portrayed linear to like what we thought it <laughs> give was us the be. tea <laughs> yeah, yeah lay into it <laughs> i personally haven't watched it she hasn't really because of, because of that reason like if i saw something that completely got misconstrued which is pretty much guaranteed mad. gonna happen it would make me mad so i'm just gonna not watch it and just go with it you know what i mean but it's yeah do you have something else to say i mean my story was very different from yours but from my perspective watching it like all of the things happened, there were just so many details that were left out yeah. that I would have liked to have 100%. had in there. Like there's some details that can completely change the situation and make yeah. it look completely different. Completely, yeah. So it's, but you kind of know that going in, so you kind of just have to go with it. You know, it is what it is. For me, watching it back, it was more like I know what happened, so I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this part again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all of that. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be really tough, like reliving history, especially with the little awkward parts and everything. Because Karina, you really went for it in the villa, and I was so—I was so here for it because I felt like that's what I would have done too. Like you were very forward and open about everything, as opposed to kind of sitting back and like waiting for things to come to you, which proved like more successful for you in the villa because you had more possibilities of connections whereas some of the other people kind of just might have been a little bit more shy with their approach or whatever and you know just the villa didn't work for them or whatever um but how long was the filming process like how long were you guys in the villa well first thank you for saying that I appreciate that um but filming we were in there for what a month over a month for sure yeah How do people just up and like leave the country this is all another question I always have for shows like does everyone just have really flexible jobs where they can go and up and film in France for, you know, a month and a half? Yeah. When it comes to like having a Netflix opportunity, most of the time your job is pretty understanding. Yeah. I had to get a leave of absence for my work and yeah. they're obviously very understanding about it. Um, yeah. So it wasn't too hard to get mm-hmm. off. Okay, good. That's awesome. Oh, interesting. Um, were you guys, were either of you dating anyone and then the show came around and you said, why don't we like hold back and like, <laughs> like let's pull back and revisit not. in two months? Yeah. I mean, I, I was dating somebody when the first audition process started, but that ended naturally uh-huh. and it didn't like end because of the show. Like it ended. You I didn't expedite like, it. Yeah, no, not like that. Um, then I was like, okay, like let's go on the show. Mm-hmm. What was your driving factor for you guys wanting to go on a show like this? Because I know a lot of people would be afraid, A, to put themselves out there on a big TV show like this, but also especially with the world of dating. Like, what was your experience with dating beforehand to, that made you want to take a chance on love like this so publicly? That's a hard question. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> for for us, like doing a show and having an opportunity and doing it the both of us like together really was what sold it for us because if it was just me, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Yeah. I was going to ask if you guys would have gone on alone or not. I don't think I would have. I don't know if I would have either, to be honest. Like it just seemed like the perfect fit for us. We were so close and that just, yeah. So I don't know if I would have either done Mm -hmm. a solo show. Did you get along generally well with everyone in the 
a house or did when you got there were you like these like aren't necessarily my type of people but I need to like play it up for the camera like, please god I gotta find someone to be friends with in here yeah, yeah. Oh. it's like the first day of school college like all over again except there's only so many people like it's not like there's even 50 people yeah. there was what, how many like less than 20 yeah was, like yeah 12, 12. including 12. us yeah um, yeah, that's like no hardly any people to spend over a month with. Yeah, I think no, we definitely get along with everybody. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of big personalities in the villa, of course, and like I'm sure, yeah. So you know, it's just kind of navigating that, and, we're, and we all know we're being filmed and everything, so it's kind of a tough thing. But we definitely all got along for sure. Everyone's kind okay. of in the same boat, so we all kind of had that mutual, you know, respect. Minus thing. some drama here and there, everything's good with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like some people were just so excited to be on a show and not actually looking for a relationship? Like some people were just really playing it up for the camera at all? Or do you think everyone was pretty genuine in there and like wanting to find a relationship? I feel like there were more people, like there were some taking it more seriously than others. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the most people in there were very genuine and very themselves cool that's good because I know it's the first season of a show like this so it's always hard to figure out how it's gonna go and everything because like love is blind for example that first season it was really powerful I don't know if you guys watched that show but it was really raw and you could tell the people like really genuinely wanted these relationships because they didn't know if the show was gonna go anywhere like nobody had known about it and then the mm-hmm. second season was like a little more fake, like a little more people just wanting to get clout or get followings or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, we watched the, those shows too. Like Definitely. I love The Bachelor mm-hmm. we would watch like Love Island and all of that. And so you always wonder, but then mm-hmm. experiencing it is so different. And when it's like your actual real life being filmed and your actual real life dating drama being filmed it's like oh my gosh what is going on yeah you get it's a lot of stress very stressful so it kind of brings out you can't really i mean you can play it up to a degree you can only but pretend for so when you're long. that under yeah. like, under that much stress the real you kind of comes out so you kind of have to it's you know what i mean it's hard That's to play it up mm-hmm. so huh. in the confessionals we're really just like drilling you guys with these questions i think this is so interesting i love no yeah i haven't talked to anyone who's been on a date i know it's so cool so in the confessionals did you guys have to do multiple takes ever or was it just like you got one shot to say your piece and they were like move on or did they kind of craft it so that it was like a perfect soundbite for them i don't know how much of that we can say did you make friends with the camera crew that were there did you ever talk to them Oh, our crew 100%. was great. They were wonderful. Yeah, no, definitely. There was a lot of staff that you end up just getting close with because, you know, they're doing their thing and you just kind of, you're with them all the time. So, yeah, you get close to the same people every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember, I know in Love Island, they're always cooking breakfast and everything. I don't remember if I ever saw anyone cook a single thing on the show. Like, what was the deal with the food? Was That's it like, like the brother? most the most common question is like, did you guys even eat? Like, where but- was the food? <laughs> We did. We ate. We had a chef. There was um, a dining hall where we would all like sit together at this big dining room table and Aww. eat breakfast, lunch, That's dinner, snacks. That's the only snacks. place we weren't filmed. You still had your microphone oh, on. There was no cameras there. So when you first were getting in the casting process, were you guys still living in the Seattle area in Washington or had you since moved? No, we were still living. We were still in, yeah. in Monroe. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, and then they made you say Seattle because nobody knows what Monroe is, of course. Well, we, that's like we there's so Seattle. many Monroes, and then going into this environment where everyone's from like a different country, like who's going to know where Monroe, Washington right. is? Mm-hmm. People Literally barely know where mm-hmm. Seattle is. And technically, we were born in Seattle, so that's yeah, we just said Seattle. So it counts, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. It's crazy, also, that they chose you two from Monroe for when they casted people from all over the world i wasn't expecting that when i first turned it on i expected just america yeah, i didn't realize all over the world it was london like all these other places that was so interesting to me it's so crazy we've thought about that before and talked about it like out of all the what people the what are the odds that us from monroe washington got picked, yeah, got picked to go on this experience with all these it's really people. so exciting for the hometown heroes like to see that because not a lot of people <laughs> even make it out of monroe a or like washington suburbs of monroe and then b like not a lot of people are striving for you know entertainment industry type jobs or would even put themselves out there on a show so i thought it was really cool and exciting um and they also had florida represented right um mm-hmm. there was yeah. a brother sister pair and then Jersey, the Jersey boys, they were funny. I was going to say, like, when you on social media, obviously, now that the show's been put out, you can put out all your content that you made with your castmates post filming. Did you guys, when what was the timeline like with when you moved to LA and is, is everyone in LA now or did everyone just go back to where they were from or what did that look like? There's Eight, eight of us out here right now, uh, me and Karina, uh, the Jersey boys, Jason and Chris, they actually moved out here first. And then Daniel and Julia um, got out here about six weeks ago. And we all live like within 10 minutes of each other. So we're all together all the time and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And right now, Rachel right- and Andy from Ireland, they're visiting us right now. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Do you guys live together? You, Me and Joey, yeah. 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 Okay. Got to keep the rent down. It's LA. Exactly. <laughs> it's expensive out there. Ashley's in Whittier, not far from LA. Yeah, it's like closer to like Orange County, like in between oh, LA and Orange County. Nice. Um, But that's like you guys just took the show and you moved it over to LA instead. <laughs> you guys still see each other all the time. Exactly. Um, I was going to say, are you guys looking to do more show type of stuff now that this is wrapped up and it's already aired and all of that? Definitely. I would love to do more TV and more show opportunities. 100%. Like, uh, Floor is Lava, if you want to, you want to do. Ooh, we originally, when we were doing this show, we thought it was going to be more of a competition show. We didn't know it was going to be as heavily a dating show as, as it ended up being. It'd be so um, fun as a competition show. And that's what, yeah, we, that's thought. what we thought. We're like, okay, if there's a relay race or something, like, no one else is going to beat us. Like, we got yeah. that. Because no, you guys are really <laughs> athletic, and you still, like, play basketball together and stuff, so you would have probably ate it up with some athletic competitions. That, I was hoping That's what we what. thought it was going to be, so we came in prepared and everything. Yeah, but unfortunately, it <laughs> didn't, didn't happen. But next show, for sure. Still won the first challenge, though. That was good. Yeah. So how long until after the, the show wrapped did it, did it take for you guys to move to L.A.? Like, was that a decision? Like, we're going to go on this show and then afterwards we're going to move to L.A. to pursue Karina, you music. Joey, what are you? Are you pursuing music as well? Um, yeah, I play guitar on Karina's album coming up. Um, mm-hmm. So we do music together. Um, I also take acting classes and doing all that stuff. And then also social media, pushing that hard on TikTok and Instagram and, and YouTube and everything. So, yeah, definitely out here to take advantage of the entertainment opportunities. It's just kind of like you were saying we're from Monroe. Like there's not really any opportunity that's going to be around the area. So coming back from the show and having like the dreams of pursuing music and acting and entertainment, we're like, what better time to try LA out and Mm -hmm. see how it goes and really put ourselves out there. Totally. Yeah. Ashley and I met at Pepperdine. That's where we went to college. And so we were just a little North of LA in Malibu. And I 
really loved my time there. It was so fun. And there definitely is a lot more opportunities available to you. So it's definitely a smart move for sure. And that's crazy how you go in the span of X amount of time from, you said, not having traveled to Europe to going and doing a reality show in Europe for a month (laughs) and then living in LA. Did your family think this was just absolutely insane or were they like, cool? Your parents are like, where are the kids? (laughs) They're so (laughs) supportive, honestly. They're obviously like worried about us and they want the best for us, but through everything they've, they've been extremely supportive. Was Mary just like, what the hell, you guys? I'm, I'm also a sibling. What about me? <laughs> she's living she's her a, own she's life. Engaged she's right engaged. She's engaged. Yeah, she's, she's a teacher. Cool. She's thriving. Meanwhile. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's awesome. So now that you guys have been on a reality show, when you go and watch The Bachelor or Big Brother or something, what are you? what do you think about that and just like the way it works and their editing and all of that? Um, to be honest, I really don't watch much reality TV. I didn't watch a ton of it uh-huh. before our show. Um, so I don't know. Like, it's a little different view, obviously, now going through it myself. But, you know, it's still fun. I always just wonder about, like, the behind-the-scenes details, you know, the stuff that you don't mm-hmm. see. Because now we know there's a lot of that that gets left out. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're curious, like, oh, he, he might have reacted that way because of this. What and, else happened to make I mean? this so We're more, a lot more understanding to reality TV people, even, like, the quote-unquote villain of the show like there's a lot more to the story than what was shown so yeah I also noticed there usually always is a villain and I honestly don't really think you guys had one on your season like at least no one was portrayed that way there's like a couple little things here and there well I guess the British guy at the end whatever his name was we don't will Will. or something yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, he was kind of villainy <laughs> it could have been worse, but I think they a, were trying to push guy. it a little bit. They're like, okay, we got some drama, you know, like let's make I him mean, run with it. Yeah. Let's like all that stuff did happen. That's mm-hmm. a very it was a very accurate depiction, but ultimately, like he's he's a good guy. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna come he's visiting LA here in a couple of days, so we'll see him in a couple of days. It'll be exciting. That's cool that you guys are able to stay friends with everyone from the cast or almost everyone. I don't know about every single person, but most yeah, people. It, it's kind of a crazy experience. So when you do something like that with a group of people, it bonds you really kind bonding. of like that because you just, mm-hmm. you, you're all going through these life, you know, crazy experiences. Like it's a once in a lifetime experience type of a thing. And when you do that with people, it just kind of bonds you. You're the only ones that really understand, right? You know, how it feels. Mm-hmm. So it just, yeah, kind of connects right. you in that way. So, and everything yeah. is so you're just put in this bubble and I feel like everything is expedited because of that. So all of everything's more intense, all of those emotions and experiences for sure. Um, Definitely more intense. I feel like every day in the villa was like a week in real life. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So much happening, always on high alert, always have to be on for the camera and for each other. Like seems exhausting, but like so much fun. Exactly, you just described it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so much fun. It's very, it's emotionally taxing because you just constantly got to stay on all the time. But, yeah. yeah were there ever any times when you were there and you were like, "I am literally so over this. Someone get me home. <laughs> I'm gonna like go cry in the corner." I mean, I never wanted to leave. I just cried in the corner on camera. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. I mean, it's like a weird, like you said, it's like a weird. Feeling. You don't want to leave because you're in paradise. You're in France. You're in this amazing mm-hmm. villa with amazing people. But there's definitely some times where it's like taxing. Emotionally, like, it's like okay, overdrive. I'm done with this. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you guys learn anything about dating, your perspective on dating, or learn, have any takeaways about your own self, learn anything about yourself in the villa? Just your general takeaways of lessons that you took from being on an experience like that? Oh, go ahead, Joey. Oh. I don't know what to say. I feel like given my 
situation and the things that happened and things I had to face, I definitely left there. Like, I don't want to say a different person, but I, I left there different and kind of knowing Mm -hmm. what I want, knowing how to handle future um, relationships and going forward in that way. Nice. Joey, anything from you? Um, <laughs> same for you? Not, I mean, yeah, same, I guess. Like, you just kind of, just more experience, I guess, in dating. And yeah. I feel like every time you're in a relationship and get out of one, you learn something from it every time. And yeah, so I could say that for sure. But it was, I think, a, a little different for the guys, I think, because there was a lot more guys than there was girls in the villa. So it kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the girls went through a lot more because they, you know. Especially for you, since one of the girls is your sister like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that takes someone out of yeah. the ring. <laughs> Definitely. That, I wonder why they did that. It should have just been even. Well, they do uh, that so that it's more drama. You don't I have to know, fight over each but other, there, could, there could still be more drama if it was even. That's true. <laughs> I could see both sides, but I think for me, like the way I think about it, like the guys' group was like this. They, they were won, so close. So no one was going to step on toes. So they kind of like had to frat. do that. You know what I mean? Like, no, so they had to kind of bring more guys in. So it forced people to go for the same girl. You know what I mean? Like, that's how the, it's like such a social experiment yeah it totally yeah, is. Kind of is that's kind of what every reality show is especially when you don't know anything going in it's like okay we're just gonna all take things as they come and figure it out as we go because there's no other that's way to do it do. Yeah. yeah and it's so weird like because i would watch shows like this all the time mm-hmm. and then having it like i said before like be your life like be your reality it's it's so strange to get used to yeah did you guys get to explore France at all outside of the villa before or no. after? No, it was during kind of COVID. It was COVID. 2021. Yeah, so. so it was during COVID. Yeah. So France was kind of shut down at that point. So we were all before the villa quarantined. We couldn't really mm-hmm. leave our rooms and everything. Once we got in the villa, we did not get to leave the villa until it was over. Oh, so, no, we didn't, unfortunately. But we're in a fancy villa, so we can't really complain. Yeah, can't complain too much. <laughs> yeah, and that villa was gorgeous. Of course, mm-hmm. they had to make it absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Did you guys, um, this is like an odd question, but did you guys, the way the beds were structured, did you guys sleep really poorly? It was like being in a hostel. I <laughs> the sl- way like everyone was in the room, like staggered, like not quite bunk beds, but like adjacent somewhere. Yeah. I slept great personally, just because you're so like emotionally exhausted and drained from yeah. like the stress uh, of it all. Yeah. Like you just pass out when it's time to go to sleep. You know I mean? It's like when you're a little kid, you have a tantrum. <laughs> yeah, literally. So I, I slept great. Yeah. It was also kind of like, I mean, it took a second to get used to, but it kind of uh-huh. became like this big sleepover where all the lights were turned off and we would all be in our beds, but like laughing and telling Aww. jokes and talking. And it's so fun. It, it is like college. Uh, yeah. It was like kind of like college feel for sure. And I never went to a university. So it was kind of like my college experience was the villain. Yeah, that's totally like a taste of it. Mm-hmm. So obviously you guys couldn't have your phones while you were on the show. That's a given because you don't, nothing can get leaked. So you couldn't talk to anyone outside of the villa, correct? Like you couldn't, you didn't know what was going on with the world, nothing like that. Was we that really hard to unplug? It was honestly great. It was great. Honestly, like you just don't have your phone. So it kind of forces you to just talk to people and just have fun. And I was kind of like stress-free. It was felt like, I don't know. I loved it. To you be really live in the I, moment. We're always on our phones now all the time. So I, I thought I'd have a problem with it. But like, honestly, as soon as we get in, I didn't even think about it. 
have on my phone or missing it. And also, it's usually, like, such a crutch. Like, you go to a party, you don't know anyone. Like, oh, let me, like, text someone back or, like, busy on my phone instead of having to talk to these people. And especially coming out of COVID, people are, like, awkward enough. But that's nice that you guys, you are <laughs> like, <enough>. naturally <laughs> naturally were able to all just, like, start talking and socializing and getting into it. Exactly. I think that's how we got all so close so fast and started getting to know each other because yeah. that's all you have to do is get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And so now, Karina, let's talk about your music because it's very exciting. You have new music you're putting out, you're pursuing it, and it's coming out Friday. Tell us about it. What are the songs about? When did you write them? What was your inspiration? What? Tell us everything. <laughs> also, were you pursuing music pre-show and all of that? So, yes, music has been something that I've always been super passionate about, and I started kind of diving into it more over the last couple of years and experimenting with songwriting and directing my own music videos. Um, But then we went into the villa and immediately, like when we were on the plane coming home, I was just started writing songs because for me, like writing songs is how I. She's been writing songs for at least six years, like a long time. We've been doing it. Yeah, a while. But it's kind of, it's how, it's therapeutic for me. So I would write all Mm -hmm. these songs and all of a sudden I had 30 and I looked at Joey and I was like, should we like release some of these? Like Mm -hmm. this is a whole project. And obviously I went through a lot of different things in the villa and that's very inspirational and I had a lot of things to say and that's kind of where the album came from that's why it's called my side because it's my side of the story and it's songs about experiences that you guys will most likely recognize so aka if you want the tea about the show on your side (laughs) yeah listen to the album it's very if you want to know the thoughts on your editing um listen to listen to this podcast (laughs) and then listen to the album Yeah, and then that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, so, how's dating been going now that you're back? Have you guys been back on this back in the saddle, or are you taking it slow? What's that like? Because it's been over it's, a year. It's resorting right? to hinge because now you don't have a reality show. Oh gosh, I I I don't even know with dating at this point. <laughs> I I'm exhausted. Um, we're definitely more focused on our career right now and trying to accomplish uh-huh. what we're trying to accomplish. So, I mean, regular comes along. Sure, yeah. but like not definitely not like I'm not closing anything down, but I'm also not actively pursuing anything mm-hmm. either. So nothing okay. nothing romantic with Julia, Joey, now that you guys are all back. No, that door's really been good. closed. <laughs> we're still really good friends though. Like I see her almost every day. Uh, we all go to the same gym and stuff like that. So yeah, no, still very close, but not yeah yeah I've been following on TikTok and I see that you guys hang out a lot which is really awesome and sometimes you don't know obviously since you had to record the show a year in advance like is all of that current time is this what's happening now or was this content from back when you were you know first back from the show like you never really know so yeah no all the the content we posted with the Profetos has been like recent like we hadn't seen them we filmed the show and then we hadn't seen each other for like the year and then once we all moved to LA we started obviously making content and TikToks and stuff together. So it's been really fun. Yeah. So I was going to ask, so are all doors romantically closed to other people that were Now you're all just bros. <laughs> yeah. I at, mean. At the moment, yes. At the moment, yeah. <laughs> but maybe okay. down the line. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? I don't, I don't know we anything. Know. What's going to happen in the future? We'll yeah, see. It's, yeah. I think we're all trying to focus on, you know, what we're trying to accomplish now post shows. So it's, it's a lot to by itself. So I think everyone's kind of putting that on the back. Burner for it's now. so nice though, too. Like we have a group chat with everybody in it and everyone is so supportive of each other. And we're all, I feel like so close, like closer than most shows. I feel like. That's so oh, fun. Yeah, it's like you guys that. went, 
It's like you guys went to an expedited version of college and like walked away with a friend group. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go tell them that. <laughs> I was going to ask, oh, I was going to ask, do people ever recognize you on the street, airport, in a bar in LA? And what's that like? We have had that happen a few times. It's definitely been happening more lately. Um, it's, I mean, it's just kind of surreal, I guess. Like people just come to you and like they, I, I noticed more also people like filming us as we're walking by yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, it's interesting. more of a thing. Yeah. When people come up to us, it's super fun to like meet them and have a conversation. We love it. If you but see then, us in person, come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. But it's so funny when we were at like well like dinner or something and you just see people like with their phones like you know that they're filming you and you're like just come say hi (laughs) do you ever just wave at the phone like hi i can see you i see that you're literally filming me yeah it's it's kind of awkward sometimes yeah it's fine amazing yeah yeah when people come up to you are they very polite like i just want to say hi really quick or people ever just like uh, a little too abrasive my gosh no they're very sweet very kind always like hey i just i don't want to waste your time i just want to say hi really quick well can i get a picture about something like that or yeah. i've had a couple yeah. of people be like you and julie were meant to be together figure it out i've had a couple of people say that but like, other than that most people are really and you're good. like haha funny <laughs> drop it that's enough um you guys should 100 percent audition for the amazing race next <laughs> I haven't watched that show. Is it good? I have never seen it. Okay. But if you like physical competition shows. If you want to go to the show you thought you were going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should see it. Race. It's really fun. Okay. It's definitely more of a competition. There's not really any reality relationship stuff happening with that. Yeah. It's just pure racing around the world. Really cool experience. With a partner. Yeah, I with a partner. It. And that has a good story. <laughs> awesome. I think for the next year or so, we're under contract with Netflix, but we definitely have something we would put oh. Oh, interesting. So you're not allowed to go on any other Netflix show. I don't know. Or any other show. On Netflix, we could, but it's other other like, oh, got it. like Hulu or. Oh, interesting. So if some other Hulu. sibling show pops up, you're on Netflix. You're good. You're golden. Sign sign. Yeah, golden. <laughs> cool. Once that year string is up, are you? Do you think you're gonna actively start like looking for Amazing Race? I don't know. Anything or just other shows, or are you just gonna see think- if anything comes to you? My yeah. one of my big goals since I was little would be to be on Dancing with the Stars. Um, so uh-huh. one day, that's my. I told my grandma like the first season when it came out. I was like twelve. I was like, Grandma, I'm gonna be on that one day, and she was like, You should be. And uh-huh. I do TikTok dances and stuff. So one day, that's my goal is to be on Dancing with the Stars for sure. That's really cute. You know our grandma too. She's the cutest human being. Yes, <laughs> she's so cute and tiny. I remember. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You should, Joey, you should go to a taping of it. Abby's been. Yeah, in college, a taping of Dancing with the Stars, like in the crowd, you can go and be in there and you dress up and you go. And um, it was really fun. I went with my boyfriend at the time in college and you you wait in line and they let you all in. And sometimes it's different depending on what kind of timing you get there as. But we got to sit in front, which was really random. Like we were supposed to be like third row balcony, like nothing, you know, crazy. But I guess they had two seats like randomly open up in the front, like where the friends and family sit of like the people on the show. And it was a weird season of Dancing with the Stars. It was like athlete year or whatever. So it wasn't like typical. But I feel like the show had this resurgence now that it's back on what is it on? Disney Plus? It's on yeah. some streaming service. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's like the really was killing it. Yeah, they have like really fun people. So it's definitely having its second wind for sure. So hell yeah, go for it. You'll get on there one day. Why not? <laughs> um, okay. And then kind of going away from just dating and the reality show in general. How old are you guys again? Aren't you? I'm 24. I'm 29. Okay. 
Okay. So the show is also, or not the show, this podcast is geared towards people in their 20s and all of that. Just especially you, Joey, looking back on your 20s, mm-hmm. just what kind of insight do you have for people that are just trying to navigate it, go through it, all of that good stuff? Um, Any advice? advice from Big Brother Joey? <laughs> Give us the wisdom. Yeah. wisdom. I feel like for me, especially early 20s, I was very, very focused on myself and my goals and like trying to improve. I guess when I started playing guitar, I, was, I played college basketball, and so I was very, very focused on improving myself and all those aspects, and I feel like that helped, obviously, lead us to the Netflix show. So I feel like my advice would be to focus on yourself, grind, work as hard as you can, and better yourself, so then late 20s and maybe early 30s, you can set yourself up for success for later on in life. Good, Joey. That's Thanks. great. Karina, I know you're only, you're our age, you're 24, but do you have any advice or anything that you took away from your experiences um, just dating or life-wise? For me, I feel like I always tell people like, just be your authentic self. Cause no matter what, if you go into a situation or a relationship and it doesn't work out, but you gave it everything you had and you were yourself, then you can walk away from it and move on. But if you kind of like always wonder, or you don't really give everything you have, it's kind of harder to move forward. So just, mm-hmm. just give it your all be 100% yourself. Oh, one more thing. Also, oh, like, back. don't care what anybody else thinks. Like, if you love something, if you want to go for something, life's too short. Just go for it. Like, mm-hmm. I was never a social media person before any of this. But, like, mm-hmm. we started doing TikToks. And I just, like, no matter what people said, I, I love to dance. And I was going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. And, like, ended up paying off. We got a Netflix show. And <laughs> and now I'm still living that. It just continues. If you have a goal and you want to go for it, just go for it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Just as long as it makes you happy, do it. Good yeah. words, Joey. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's just such an evergreen thing that people need to hear over and over because that's something I think we all know in the back of our minds, but not something that we always act upon. Like we still, everyone worries at one point or another what people are going to think of them, yeah. of course. And so it's always good and refreshing just to remind ourselves of that for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's easier said than done for sure, but it's yeah. definitely something to keep in mind. Putting yourself up there is yeah. scary, but it's more worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, well, that's exciting. Um, pimp yourself out. We love to do this at the end of our episodes. Where can the people find you and follow you? And where can they find your music as well, Karina? Yes. So I'm on Instagram, TikTok, all the things as Karina Ropo. And you can stream my music on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Pandora, anywhere that you listen to music. And I'm Joey Ropo on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, everything. The only one that's different is YouTube, and that's our joint channel. It's the, the Ropos. Ropos. Yes. Oh, cool. I didn't know you guys were doing so YouTube. Cute. That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. And if you haven't seen Dated and Related, it's on Netflix. Go watch it now. It's quite entertaining and quite funny. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming on and just sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. And it's been so fun catching up with you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.